Oh, hello, hello, powerful listeners. How are you guys doing? It is 5.49 a.m. for me and my gorgeous, gorgeous guest today. The poor dear happens to be in the same time zone as me. <laughs> oh, but she's a good sport and she's up and ready uh, to share her heart with us here today. I have Chris Kendall joining us. Her business is named Fulfilled After 40, and having just turned 40, I just love the alliteration in that and the, uh, like, the energy that that emits of, like, this next stage of life for us as we enter into, you know, if we've had kids, taking some of our life back, and if we haven't, getting ready for the next stage, like, 40 has always represented such a gateway to me of of really becoming a woman and and really stepping into your fullness. And um, so I just, you know, I just love the name of the business. Chris and I met through um, a podcast company who connects guests and things like that. And you guys, what she's doing is such an incredible example of really leading yourself and leading your business and doing it the way that you want. And Chris has a podcast where she coaches her guests in order to um, serve and demonstrate her skills, right? And it is so smart. It is such an incredible tactic. Um, And I just really admire that. And then when I looked at her website, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, it hit me with such clarity of, you know, where I get tangled up in what I'm trying to say or what my messaging is or who I am as an online coach. Um, And she just really clearly articulated that. So I'm so excited to uh, go through a conversation with her and talk about her journey and how she runs her business and who she is. So welcome, 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 Chris. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. So I'll I'll just play out a little bit further that on your website, what really hit me um, was you have this life coaching component, you have business coaching, and then this best friend experience. And when I saw that, I was just like, it it kind of really neatly defined the things that I felt like were swimming around inside of me. So why don't you start by telling us like where this business came from inside of you yeah well right around the time I turned 40 and was you know in those early 40 years um, I realized that a lot of my friends around me were at a similar stage of like not quite knowing what was next in their life their kids were getting older more independent they were changing jobs. Maybe they'd been laid off or some some were maybe even retiring. And they just sort of had this like, I don't know, like ungroundedness to them that they, they just weren't really sure what was coming next. And so um, as I just kind of like naturally went into my coaching mode with them and just tried to figure out what they love doing, what they want to be doing, how they can, um, you know, kind of create the next chapter of their life in the way that they want it. Um, I just kind of, uh, several people said to me, you know, you're like a life coach, you're like a business coach, you know, you've got this this thing going. And so I embraced it and I 
you know, pursued the certifications and I've just been kind of going with it. That is so interesting. So you're, you guys really listen here. So important. You were just being you in life and people were reflecting it back to you and you were like, oh, here could be like an entrepreneurial spin to it. So have you ever, well, you did, you had, you know, business ventures, like as a, as a romance novelist, which mm -hmm. is like, that's a whole conversation worthy topic there. Um, so did it feel familiar? Did, did you feel like a whisper inside that was calling or were you just sort of playing with who you are and expressing yourself in these ways? Like how did... Yeah, I would say it took a little bit of time for me to really like embrace, embrace it as okay. a business. Okay. Um, and I think during COVID, when everyone was sort of locked up and at home and their social life changed, their identity changed, their the things that they were doing with their kids and their kids' parents, you know, by extension, um, all of that went away. And I, I started to really see more and more of a need for like one-on-one -on -one connections, that mm -hmm. outreach, a person to talk to, a kind of squad of support. And so that's really when I um, went sort of full in on the okay. coaching side. Okay. And were you in a job before? Or were you kind of self-employed already? Or what was that transition like? Yeah, I've always had a job still. I'm okay. still, yeah. you know, an employee, but I love it. Yeah. Um, and I have always had lots of streams of income. I'm a multi stream of income kind of girl. So yes. I've got lots of things going on. Right. And, um, and I just like to stay super busy. So this is <laughs> how I function. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense, then, like, there's a lot of um, existing affinity towards this. And now this is becoming another layer of you and another expression of you and another stream of revenue as well. And, you know, that's another important piece to pull out. Again, I really want the listeners to pay attention that being an entrepreneur doesn't define itself in any way. It just means that you run a business and it doesn't mean that you can't have a job and it doesn't mean that you can't do other things either. And you don't need to attract the success by only being an entrepreneur in that one thing. Um, because like, for example, out of thin air, Warren Buffett is not just any one type of entrepreneur. It's a multi-level, multi-department type of um business growth. So that is that is very beautiful to hear. And I'm, you know, I, I really appreciate that because um it it gives permission in its own way, right? And it normalizes and removes these um kind of stereotypes or um even a lot of the noise of the internet of what they're trying to sell us in their own entrepreneurial journey and, and helps us discern the path for ourselves. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. You, you nailed it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So then how, um, how's the journey been? Like you did a, a life coaching certification and you've got this beautiful website and, you know, like, to me, your messaging is so clear. Does it feel clear to you as to what your services are, what you offer, how you show up? And how did you come to um, 
put all that together, you know, pick, pick out of all of the certificate life coach options and all of that. I mean, there's, there's a lot out there. I know I'm looking at different ones now myself. Yeah, it's, um, I did a couple different certifications and I went through mm -hmm. the evolution of like, um, do I want to be a gratitude coach? Do I want to be a happiness coach? Do I want to be, you know, like all the different variations of that. And when it, when it, kind of came down to it. What I really love is working with entrepreneurs, helping mm -hmm. people with their business and sort of going through that process with them. And I also wanted to be available for people who were at that empty nest stage, who were going mm -hmm. through divorce or layoffs or just other life transitions. Mm -hmm. And then the, you mentioned the best friend project. That is sort of... Um, that I think there's a real need for this, but I'm I'm still kind of not sure how to market it. But it's essentially like for the people who want a friend, they don't want the homework. They're not trying to like make any big transformations. They just want a person that they can talk to mm -hmm. every week and just, you know, share with that's outside of their circle, outside of their network, their neighborhood, not going to gossip, not going to share their they're good or they're bad, you know, or judge with anyone else or, or judge yeah. them. Exactly. Give opinion. Yeah. 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 So um, I really, I, I'm very, very happy with this where I've landed. And mm. I think that my clients are also like, you know, kind of finding their spot pretty easily. So it's been In good. Those kind of offer categories. Yeah. yeah like buckets. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, the best friend experience triggered or pushed on um therapy in a way for me because that's a huge part of my next evolution is like implementing a bit of a therapy piece so that's how I kind of interpreted it but um the way that you've packaged it is very uh like sort of non-threatening or like non-labeled um and yeah. and very playful right like the, the whole thing is um nicely put together now I'm going to uh, take us through the coaching journey that you gave me because there was something, Chris, that I deeply appreciated and I thought that you held the space so beautifully. So um, by all means, listeners, go and find her show. I'll put it in the show notes, the fulfilled after 40 and the word 40 is spelled out, not the numbers dot com. And in this in this episode, Chris guided me through um, trying to clarify my I guess my online offering or positioning and message. And we talked about, um, you know, some of the uh, kind of hard skills involved in the current state of my business, but what she did that was so beautiful was really held space for vulnerability without exposure in the recording. And that is a delicate and, um, you know, talent made skill to be able to take somebody on a journey like that when you're recording and talking about things that um, definitely feel vulnerable. Like I was playing with a hair tie and I was like regulating my nervous system throughout the conversation. Um, but just the way that you knew we were touching on kind of sensitive things and we're able to go there with it without, you know, having me get caught with my pants down, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Was, was a really great experience. I appreciate hearing that because I did feel like 
when I listened to it back, like, I hope I didn't come across, come across as too harsh because I listening to myself, I felt like I was being a little bit harsh. And so I, I, I didn't mean to do that at all. And it is a, a, there's that like push and pull and that tough love versus, you know, sensitivity. And so I, I appreciate hearing that it wasn't too painful. No, it wasn't. It was, it was good. And then it's been percolating through for the rest of the week. And I've been going back to um, like even five-year-old self and realigning, you know, um, my relationship with money and with myself and these different things. So um, what's interesting about your feedback there is that, that reflection of yourself and how did you do and then sort of like oh you know what was that and that's what's really brilliant about what you're doing with your podcast is um, giving yourself an arena to get exposure and to practice and to um, show up for different people because we can build that familiarity when we're working with one and then we just end up in another comfort zone right so let this be a lesson and an, and an inspiration to those listening of finding different ways to play in your business and um, build that confidence that comes for when you have to go on, you know, and um, and then just trust yourself like it is what it is. You're doing it. And the thing is, it's a long game. And and where we are now is going to be different from where we are later right and so that if you can release and and not you specifically Chris but like all of us and myself included as I'm saying this if we can just release and just practice and play and you know just try different things um that's how we can breathe life and evolution into the business and so again McDonald's right as a little like corner on the side of the road nothing stand is how it started and now it's you know it's not unrecognizable but it's significantly different out of the same um, energy that it started so if we're too scared to even just show up and try things it's going to take longer I think to really get things going and and um you know, as I talk to startups, there's confidence comes through action and interaction, right? And so what are what are things that we can do to practice that confidence before business is busy? And um, what you're doing is a, is a great example of that. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun, I bet. So now tell us, like, how are you managing your life? <laughs> You're a business coach, too. You've got a lot of things on the go. And, you know, I think we all need advice of, of the to-do list versus the reality. And I'm very big on you fit your business into your life. You don't fit your life around your business. It's been a big flip. Um, and since I've done that, I've been, you know, it's so cliche when I'm busier than ever and it's easier than ever. And look at me. <laughs> I know I still have my moments, <laughs> but let's hear from you as to what that behind the scenes experience is like, because I think there's a lot we could benefit from. Well, I, um, have a pretty great life in that <laughs> I usually, am. Um, wait, I'm say it louder, say it prouder. 
Yeah, I'm not usually awake this early. I am a night person, so I stay up late. And my husband and I started this um, when we had little kids. He would wake up early with the kids, you know, early, early, get them dressed, take them to school, whatever, do all that. And then I would be the, you know, take all the late stuff. And so um, I still, you know... I, I sleep in every day. I try mm-hmm. not to have any early meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm balancing the clients and then the, the book stuff and then the job stuff. And um, But I, I block big chunks of my time. So I think that this is really important for people that are find themselves constantly busy. Everything, like if you look at my calendar until 11 a.m. most days, it's booked. It's blocked. So there's nothing that gets scheduled there unless I put it there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, from 12 to one or one to two, I block almost every day to work out, you know, a couple evenings a week, I block to make sure nothing gets plugged in there. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't do. And then they realize like my entire day is full every single day because they leave it. So, um, that's one trick that I encourage everybody to just pick times in your calendar and not you know, do secure them. Yeah, right, yes, to exactly. not do things. So what's what I really like about that, because as soon as you started, I was like, oh, time blocking. And it's a whole thing out there. If you guys Google it, it's a calendar and color. But what I really like about this is you're talking about um, pacing yourself and maintaining sustainable and putting your life in to hold back against all the other things that could fill that space and making it non-negotiable. And this is a practice and it will take time to, you know, craft into something that's going to feel natural and feel good. Um, But there is definitely value to having um, a guideline or a framework that manages your time for you, right? So even if it's just a reference, and I do here, pitch have the powerful calendar (laughs) in one of my programs where we set up what the week would look like and you know you can play in that like part of the fun in this is we do where life is at now and where we want it to be and you could even do a transitionary one where as you're starting to change things you're you're playing with that so you can um see tangibly see what your life is going to be and where things are going to be and you know um making sure that you have set time aside for yourself for your family for leisure is so so important because like what are we doing it for otherwise right what are we doing yeah exactly yeah you have to remember what that freedom actually means yeah and it's yeah Absolutely. So that's a great, great tip. And you guys take it from Chris because she just described three things that are probably not the only things <laughs> that are going on in her life. You have friends, you have family, like, you know, other activities and things like that. So um, honoring yourself in the calendar is a way to, you know, kind of force yourself to take a break because as an entrepreneur, And if you have other things going on, you might just get caught up in this do, do, do. And, you know, then you, it, it's not necessarily going to serve you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And making sure you, you leave time for self-care, for, you know, exercise, for family time, for catching up with friends and 
calling your mom, whatever you need yeah, to do. Spontaneity, right? Yeah. 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 So that, yeah, if, if out of the blue someone says, hey, can you do this? Or an event comes up. Exactly. And go. Yeah, totally. Totally. That's great. What have you learned about yourself now as you've launched Fulfilled After 40? Oh, gosh. Um, I have learned that I am a talker. <laughs> I talk a lot. And I um, am also like a solver. So one of the things about coaching, as you know, it's it's so much about like asking the, the guiding questions and the leading questions to get the client to open up and to make their own decisions and to come to their own revelations. Um, and my instinct is always to like solve the problem, jump in and solve. Let me tell you what's wrong. You know, let me tell you how to make it better. Let me just do this for you. And so it. that's, that's been one of the hardest things for me okay. is to like shut my mouth and just listen and let them talk and and I'm, I'm, that's going to be a lifetime learning process, I think. <laughs> but how great to have that awareness now and, you know, be able to do that. Yeah, same here, like strong Capricorn solutions. Let's just jump to it. Let's just put the Band-Aid on, fix it, move on. Yeah. yeah, so I guess that to me sounds like there's a softening, right? Like a need to pull on a different energy frequency inside and, and soften, which will then show you more parts of yourself for sure, right? As you um, uh, hold space for others in true witness of where they're at and then reflect back the things that you're hearing them say that they don't hear themselves say. Definitely. And I, I learn stuff about myself every time I talk to somebody new like mm -hmm. everything that they're saying there's there's always some kernel of like yeah me too yeah I know I get that I I'm the same way you know so it's a constant evolution and learning process that's so great and was the coaching program did it change or um empower like what you were doing previously did it feel in alignment and, and um, like to match what was happening before? Or how did that integrate into you? Um, yeah, so, you know, my, my day job, my career has been in corporate marketing and, um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, marketing and, and various um, types of marketing events and websites and advertising, you know, messaging, all that stuff. And so the business coaching is really, um, just a way of it's, it's all the stuff that I know how to do and that I've done for other companies, but now sort of figuring out how to present it to people in a way that is broken up into like, you know, individual actions, tasks that get them from one stage to the next and sort of like, you know, laying out at this stage of your business, th these are the things that are most important. You know, you don't need to be doing um, what a million dollar company is doing when you made $10,000, you know, like mm -hmm. there, there's mm -hmm. certain things and there's a certain um, progression that happens as your company grows. And so just like being aware of what that progression looks like and helping people sort of focus on where they're at, where they need to be. Um, and, and what are the most important things that get them there? Because as much as every business is different and every person is different, there's also a very common like thread that runs through every small business and 
every small business is probably feeling this kind of fear for this kind of reason, having this kind of challenges with clients or with pricing or with their offer or whatever. And so, um, you know, those are all things that like I've learned in corporate America, working at, you know, billion dollar companies, Mm -hmm. but distilling it down to a small, small company is, um, it's been an interesting process, but really, really interesting and exciting. Yeah, I guess that gives your brain a lot to chew on when you have to extrapolate the bigger concepts and make them, pardon me, doable for like a startup solopreneur who maybe has, I don't know, even 25 hours a week, which is in my mind generous to work on something as well as having all the other pieces of life going on, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in budgets. I mean, like I've had... Mm -hmm. And when I'm in a company, they have like a, I have a hundred thousand dollar Facebook budget every month. Right. And when I work with a client, they're like, I can devote a hundred dollars a month to advertising (laughs) or something, you know, it's, it's just the scale changes. Yeah. Um, What are some trends, if it's kind of obvious that you're noticing in the, the people that you're working with as far as their startup stages of business, like what could be some you know, from the trenches feedback that you're seeing? Yeah, so at every level, um, and for different reasons, but pretty much at every level, there's a a degree of imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Even if a person has made $500,000 this year, they still have that, that little voice inside them every now and then that's saying, but are you sure you're good enough to do this? Are you sure you're doing the right thing? Are you sure you know what you're doing? Are you sure people are going to still want to pay you to do that thing that you've been doing extremely well for the past five years? But are you sure, you know, so there's always that that comes up at different stages, you know, they kind of have their their highs and lows. Um, and then just the like for for people like me, it's the shiny object. Like, I love what I'm doing and this is so fun. But then I, there's this other thing over here that looks really interesting. Maybe I should start doing that too. Maybe I should add on, you know, like always wanting to do something a little bit different and try something new. And instead of like focusing and just doing this one thing really, really well for a while. Um, so those are some of the things I think that most entrepreneurs struggle with to some degree. Yeah. Like we're so vulnerable when we're new and kind of getting our, our walking legs um, that we easily distract. And what I've found after years of shiny object syndrome is like, it's like I'm eating exorbitant amounts of candy all day. And yet I'm not using that energy in anything. Right. So um, channeling it. Yeah. And so what good is that? And where I really find my clarity is when I sit quietly and turn off all of the noise that's coming from the internet um, and, and just focus on my heart and my, you know, my spirit driven mission as to what am I here to do? And then looking for tools a few tools to try and run with, to try out and to run with for a while to see how it goes. Um, because 
like I got I got really lost you guys down the rabbit holes and I'm very aware of that now and I'm still exerting um I'm exerting more control and discipline over um saying no to more shiny objects than I than I was but I collected like you know um like a big city library's worth of stuff and then you, that's more time and then it's like if that's more time to go through that's less time than these other things so what good is it all for and you know there's just a few basic things that we need to do. And what I really like about what you were saying here is just pick one to three even offers and take them out to market and just play with them long enough to get some kind of tangible feedback on their performance, right? And keep it simple for yourself because when we're, like you said, we don't need necessarily funnels and and um tripwires and you know marketing ads and all that we just need message clarity audience growth and a way to get the product to people so that we can see what it does and when what if it really brings the results that we're aiming to bring right yeah exactly and that's another you, you remind me one of the others very common things that new entrepreneurs do is this endless research, endless mm -hmm. education, mm -hmm. endless planning, endless mm -hmm. studying, endless mm -hmm. getting ready to start, but never actually starting, you know, getting over that hump of like, now I'm, I'm really doing it. You know, it's, I'm almost ready. I'm very, very close to being ready, but soon I'll be ready, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, just making the decision to, just move forward, launch it dirty. Don't make it perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Don't wait for the right time. Don't wait for, for the first of the year because that's some special thing. If you're ready, do it today. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's nothing stopping you from just going for it and and iterating and evolving. It's it's always going to evolve and change. And like you said, McDonald's didn't start out the way it is, and it's evolved a hundred times over the past 50 years. Um, but that's okay. You know, it, it, you learn, you grow, you change and you expand and it's um, all part of the process. That's all part of the process. So you guys, did you hear what she said? Launch it dirty. Like that sounds like an offer, a marketing offer right there. <laughs> like a crash course, you know, a five week or five day, like launch it dirty. Let's go. What are you selling? Where are you going to market it? what's the messaging, put it out there, keep it up sort of thing. Um, and it's so true because all these other things keep us in the comfort zone. And the analogy that comes to mind as I was listening to you is, are you a dip a toe in the water? It's like you go to the beach and you, you're you going to go swimming. You're like, I'm going swimming. It's hot summer day. I'm going swimming today. So you're wearing your bathing suit. You're, you know, you're ready. You're at the water's edge. And are you toe dipping toe dipping like <laughs> you're gonna be in the water eventually <laughs> what is all of this trepidation over going in or not or are you gonna be like a child and da -da 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 -da, run yeah. and you know jump in like the outcome here you guys right you're going swimming so go swimming just get to it and I know it's scary but it that is 
that is all this mindset and this um, trying to, to find worthiness of yourself in how your product performs. And until you spend some time just filling up your worthiness in of itself for the fact that you are a gorgeous, loving, heart-beating being, um, it will kind of sabotage anything that you try to do because now you're defining yourself by the success of it. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that that's one of the things that um, for so many people that are kind of like trained and ingrained to be perfect and to be exactly what's expected and to always do the right thing and to always, you know, impress and never disappoint and never say the wrong thing or look out of place or, you know, be a mess in any kind of way. Um, it creates this like fear of, of ever doing anything that isn't perfect. And so um, one of the great things about working with women over 40 is you start as you get older, you start to worry less about things like that. You know that like somebody seeing you with, you know, messy hair or mismatched shoes, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. You know, you mm -hmm. kind of get over some of the stuff that like really drives you when you're younger and you, you fear and you worry. You're sort of like, eh, I'll just try it. I'll do it and whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So allowing that playful space, that detachment from it. And, you know, if you, whatever you're hung up on right now, beautiful listeners, think about it in five years from now. And what I'm, what I'm noticing is we get so people that I'm, I, I don't know, like at work events in, in the online space, we're so, even though we're working on ourselves and we're like, oh, mindset and, you know, this evolution, there's still that human condition that is like, this is what's happening right now. And this is all I can see. And I went through multiple events, significant events this year already, as we're ending up, ending out October. Um, and when I was in them, they were so big and so meaningful. But now that they're over, it's like they've drifted away down the river, right? And and that is a good reminder of like um, how things are always changing and you know we gotta we can't block the water I guess in this case right we can't block the water back so we gotta gotta let it flow and that gives us a lot of freedom to relax into where we're at and you know um it's true like as we age we just get more of that life experience and more of those kinds of things happening that maybe we can ground in. So this is an opportunity to really channel that future self and pull on that wisdom that's coming. And now because we know about it, we're responsible to start embodying and implementing it now. You know, it's not some big secret that God willing, we're, we're going to get to age out. And as we age out, as you beautifully articulated, you know, things matter less and less. So let's use that to empower ourselves. Yeah, exactly. If there's something you want to do, do it. Now is the time to do it. You know, we aren't getting younger. We aren't, time isn't on our side and it's not going to get easier or better or, you know, the perfect time soon. It's, you know, now is the time to be doing the things that we want to do and, try and just go for it. And, you know, if, if there's a, 
that that continued hesitation, that stage fright. Um, you what would be some things that you would recommend or coach through for someone to help them reduce that stage fright? Well, I think that, you know, some of that will just come with practice, right? The more you get in front of people, the more you open yourself, you expose, you know, that that sensitivity we have to being in front of people, messing up, having everyone looking at us and maybe, you know, judging us from afar or whatever. Um, eventually you do, after some practice, you do start to feel more confident in your ability to survive those kind of moments, right? Mm -hmm. They might feel like, I don't know, I'm going to throw up in the middle of this talk in front of people. But, um, you know, you do it a few times and you realize I can handle this. I can do this. I'm going to be OK in the end. I'm going to feel great that I did it. I'm going to be so proud of myself. Other people are going to tell me what a great job I did. Even if I mess up and say something funny, then that'll be a funny moment to talk about later. You know, like I will get past this in a positive way. And um, so, again, it's just a matter of putting the, the time into it and, and putting yourself out there. And it does get easier. It does get easier. Yeah, it does. Um, and the only way for it to get easier is to do it. I know exactly. it's so obvious, right? But that is the thing. And so it, there's lots of ways that you can do that even behind the scenes to acclimatize and build the, the new um, you know, pathways to build that familiarity if you don't want to do it live. Um, and then, but part of it too is just ripping that Band-Aid off because, you know, if you're going to record something a hundred times and find comb tooth, find tooth comb it and everything like that, like it, you know, you're, you're, you're just procrastinating in a new way after all. And the other thing is like, what's the worst that could happen? Exactly. What's the worst that could happen? You know, yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not going into dangerous situations here. We're not Ethan Hawke in Mission Impossible, <laughs> you know, yeah. trying to jump from a plane into, I don't know, building or whatever super cool things that that happen. So if, if you need to, it might be another exercise, journaling or verbalizing and just going there so that you can expunge that from you, release it from you. Because what I find is if I get caught up in that, it's swirling and swirling and swirling around inside. And, and then I'm holding it in, like I'm holding on to it, right? And then it's not serving me. So when you can bring some awareness to that and finding a way to release it, name it, um, just give it space to exist and disappear, you know? So oh, I've been invited to a summit and I'm going to give a live talk and Da, 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 and I'm so nervous and I don't know. And it's like, okay, well, what's the worst that's going to happen? It'll be the worst talk you've ever given. Exactly. And nobody's going to remember it as much as you will. <laughs> yes. I have to still remind myself that the world does not revolve around me. When I do something stupid, I think that like every, this is consuming everyone's life and they're thinking about it 24 seven. They are not. I'm thinking about it. They thought about it for one second. And then they moved on with their life. They've got their own things to think about. No one is worrying about that time I tripped when I was walking, you know, to my car or something like that, or the stupid thing that I said that, you know, made me blush. Yeah, they've moved on. I need to move on too. And the other thing about that is the people that we're hanging out with aren't going to give 
two hoops about that. And if they are, why are you hanging out in that circle? It's not nurturing you. It's not supporting you, right? And you're not the only one who's out there making mistakes, but you might be the only one who's not out there taking any kind of action. So here's your, again, like such a great catchphrase, launch it dirty is anything, you know, from like a quick live video to um, practicing your email marketing to um, finding ways to get one of your offers into somebody else's space so that they can play with you in it and you can see how it it flows. Those are all, you know, easy things. And and I'm, I think we're very hungry, like I'm noticing in where I'm hanging out online and, and even in person, um, that we just are really looking for realness, you know, that word authenticity, um, and just really being with each other and seeing each other for what we are, not for some smoke and mirror image of that. And it makes it more relatable and it removes... Um, a lot of this like comparison and um you know self-judging type of feelings that can come up if we're if we're looking at what's happening out there it it brings us closer together to just be real and you know make mistakes say the wrong thing whatever and own it and move on um is far more unifying than everybody trying to be like a robot of perfection in some way Right. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think that that's really a key to just be yourself, be who you are, the right people will want to be in your space and want to work with you and, and everyone else won't. And that's okay, because you don't want them either. So that's right. So what's next for you with fulfilled after 40? Like, what's the, do you have a big vision for the company? Well, um, what I'm playing with right now is I'm starting to do these two-day intensives, and it's sort of like what you said as the um, five-day, but it's a two-day intensive, and it's two months of progress in two days, so I travel to any city in the country um, and work with a person directly from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. We just sit down and we bust it out, whatever they need, so whether it's like a very early stage business plan, website, you know, messaging, um, audience offer, like all that stuff, if they're deeper and they need help with, you know, lead gen and funnels and CRM and setting up automation systems, hiring job descriptions, whatever stage they're at, we'll just sit down and do it for two days and just get it done. So that's um, kind of a fun thing. And I have a discount that uh, I'd love to offer your um, audience, your listeners, if they're interested um, so I can provide that link, but yeah, it's just a a fun way for me to like get one-on-one in person, not only remote mm-hmm. and just make a lot of progress in a very short period of time. Fabulous. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. 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 What a great idea. Good. That's amazing. Any other words of wisdom? Like has launching this company been different for you than the other things that you've done in any way? Like have you been caught off or surprised by maybe the emotional journey or, or other elements of it? Yeah, I mean, it certainly brought up, like I was saying, you know, every time I talk to a person, I'm seeing my own insecurities reflected back on me, my own fears, my own excitement, my own, 
you know, that journey that everyone else is on. I've been there too. And so, you know, looking at it from just somebody else's perspective has been very interesting. And um, it's, I think it's helped me grow a lot too. And it's really changed my views when I'm saying to somebody, well, if you do it this way, you know, have you thought about this? I'm listening to myself saying it like, okay, I need to take that advice too, because Mm -hmm. I have also been afraid to put myself out there in this way or jump on social media if my hair's not done good, you know, whatever. So yeah, yeah, it's been, it's, there's been a lot of self-development and um, inflection and reflection going on. Which is so great because if you guys didn't kind of hear between the lines of that, it's when we're interacting with others that we can see more of ourselves. And so if we're being gun shy, it's going to take a lot longer to practice and play with that. And that's what this podcast has been for me, you know, has just been another way of expressing and letting out what's inside to play. It's not like a monetizing goal or anything like that. I'm just doing it because of the incredible conversations and the the value that comes out of them for people. Right. And it, and it's just a great space for me to, to get to know more of who I am because I have a hard time doing that just to the video. <laughs> so when there's there's this chemistry and this dynamic, it helps. And and what's great about that is then it anchors in, like you just said, more clarity on yourself and of where you're at and of you know what's next for you. So um it helps drive results for self as much as for others, which is this beautiful symbiotic you know, relationship energy exchange. That's, that's um, very healthy fertilizer for, for the business, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Super. Oh, Chris, just so lovely. Like, honestly, you dropped into my inbox and changed my life. (laughs) And it's just been so great. And, and, um, and looking forward to, you know, maintaining an online friendship and, and, just excited about what future opportunities could come and again so proud of you for joining me in the same time zone and um, really appreciate the time and your wisdom you you have this very comfortable energy with where you're at um, and it's super encouraging and um, it's a good example of like what's available to all of us, right? You're just like, it just is what it is. And this is what I'm doing. And that's that. And, and it's, it's very practical and uncomplicated, even though all the internal stuff is going on, but just that energy of itself, um, you know, is a good one to model for people who are not quite as comfortable yet. So um, yeah, it's, it's great to be in that space with you too. Well, thank you. This has been so much fun. And I've been really excited to talk to you. Um, from from the first moment we met, I did, I also felt like we had this connection. I think we're going to be great friends. And I've already got ideas on things That's that we fun. can work on together. So um, yeah, this has been really fun. And I'm so grateful that you invited me to, to be on your show and, and share some of my story with your listeners. Awesome. Wonderful. All right, Chris. Well, thanks again so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and um, I'll be seeing you around, girlfriend. Of course. Of course. Yeah.